The reason that clients trust me with their business is because I show that I can jump in and figure things out quickly. They can trust me because I genuinely want their business to succeed. I don't work for people who I don't admire and agree with. And everyone who I work with, their business is doing something that I can get behind. It's not like a soul-sucking job where I'm just like, oh God, this is so miserable and I don't believe in this. No, I've carefully vetted them. I'm working with them because I want to. And their mission, what their people are doing, what their business is doing, it speaks to me and it's important. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. In today's episode, I want to talk about getting inside the head of a client as a small business owner, really understanding what they are looking for in someone who helps them to manage the day-to-day of their business. This is what I do for clients. I do operations management, which means that I am in there helping them run the day-to-day of their business and basically just taking off all of the stress so that they can deal with the parts of the business that they like and enjoy and trust that the rest of it is taken care of. The idea for this podcast episode came from talking with a student who was asking, okay, but like, how do you find those $80 an hour clients? How do you find those $100 an hour clients? How do you find those big, expensive clients? And the thing is, you find people who will pay you for peace of mind, basically will pay you to be able to trust you and to feel like they are in good hands. There are two main areas that I have found that clients pay a lot of money for. They are, A, if you're helping them bring in more money. So you have a skill that translates to major dollars for them. If you have something like advertising, they will pay you lots of money to help them run ads that then mean sales. So they are bringing money into their business. So there's the one. You can genuinely show the client, hey, working with me helps you make money. Boom. Clients will pay for that. The other area is what can you do that will take stress off of the business owner? Those are those two things that clients will pay big money for. And I've found mine, luckily, on the second one because I don't like advertising and I don't know how to do it very well. But I can give people peace of mind. I can give my business owners peace of mind. And I want to talk a bit more about how to do that because it is such a need. And a lot of people, I think, would be really good at it, but they doubt themselves because of that whole idea from coming from a W-2 job, a nine to five job of, I don't necessarily have the skills for this and what are my qualifications for this and all that and the other. And then there's a lot of other people out there who are trying to do it, but they're not doing a very good job of it. They don't quite realize how to provide that peace of mind to their client. So I want to tell a little bit more about my story in operations management and what I do for clients. And hopefully that will clarify some of these issues and just really help some of you to understand what this job is and why it's so powerful, why it's so lucrative, why it's so much fun for me and could be fun for you hopefully as well. It's a great job. It's so needed and it's not like you need a ton of skills or a ton of like education. You don't need a degree in this. You just can show up and put people at peace, take care of the things that need done, manage the day to day. So let's start off looking at my business, for example, and what I would adore as a small business owner. It is a Sunday afternoon as I'm recording this. And let's imagine tomorrow, Monday is a day in the life of my dream company. If everything was set up the way that I wanted and was just humming along. So I would just come upstairs to my home office 
office and I'd have a meeting on the calendar, let's say nothing too early, 10 a.m. And I'd get on with my ops person. Let's call her Sarah. I'd show up at 10. Like I have no idea what's going on in my business. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. Hey, Sarah, what's going on? How are things? And then I would shut up and sit there (laughs) and Sarah would tell me all about my business. She would say, we've got this going there. The status of this is that, this is that. I talked to these people and they're doing this. We're on track for that, this and the other. She would just give me a whole rundown about the day-to-day stuff of my business. Who was doing what, how things are, where we've got a block, what's held up, what she's doing about the holdup. She would just run my business. And then she'd say, we need you to do this and this. I already have time in your calendar for that. Also, Thursday, you're doing this. Tuesday, you're doing that, blah, blah, blah. Like she would just run me, (laughs) the entire business and me. That's my dream. That's the scenario that I'm working toward with my team to get to a point where I don't really have to think about what I'm doing. I'm told what to do (laughs) by my operations manager and they get what they need out of me to keep the business running. Because I've talked about this before in episodes, I have ADHD and I don't like many of the aspects of running a business. I love being creative and I really excel at working for my clients, but in working in my own business, it's not fun most of the time. It's a grind and I don't love it. So having someone else do the grindy bits, having someone else do the parts that's hard, organizing and sorting everything and getting that all cleaned up for me would be really great. That's where this role is so needed, right? And as the client, I would pay someone big bucks to do that, to have eyes on all areas of my company, to be able to prepare reports, meetings, agendas, show up, give me a complete rundown, be able to answer any question I ask. If I say, what about two weeks ago? Who was the client that we had that call with? What are we doing with them? What's the status? Did they ever get back to us about this? And that person could just boom, 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 answer questions. Yep, they know this, they got that. It's a crazy fun role to be in. I just don't want to do it for myself. The reason I know it's a crazy fun role to be in is because that is exactly what I do for clients. And this is the weird thing about life. I can do it so well for clients, but I can't do it for myself. But here's what I've done for clients and here's why they've paid me the big bucks because they are able to completely trust that I know what's going on in their business and that I have it handled. And that doesn't happen overnight. But you also don't really have to have special skills. You just have to be able to show up and keep things organized. My first client that I ever started with like this hired me for something else. It was a small project. And then he said, I need someone to basically put out fires because I feel like that's all I do all the time. Everything's broke all the time in my business and people keep coming to me and asking for stuff and I don't want to do it anymore. So that's what I did. I was able to step in and do that. And over time, just learn, okay, I would read his emails and learn what he had going on and learn how to respond to his emails for him, take that off his plate. I would manage his calendar for him. I would hire people for him. I would train those people. I would set up a system. And then as the company grew and grew and grew, I would hire managers and take people who were already in roles and promote them to managers and teach them how to manage the people under them, all these things. And the biggest thing is I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. So you don't have to know how to do any of it either. It just comes from that internal thing of being able to be a proactive freelancer versus a passive freelancer. Be one that actually sees, oh, wow, this needs to get done. Let's figure out how to do it. I'll give you an example. He said, I don't want to talk to anybody in the company anymore. I didn't know how to really make that happen. I was just like, I don't know everything. I just showed up like a week ago. What do you mean you don't want to talk to anybody in the company anymore? And so we just figured it out. I was like, all right, cool. I said, hey, everybody in the company, you now talk to me. No more messaging him. Talk to me and I'll get you what you need. Behind the scenes, for a couple months, I was going to him and being like, I don't know, this person needs this, this person needs this, this person needs this. What are all these things? But 
over time, eventually I didn't need to go into him anymore because I knew how he thought. I knew how he would act. I knew what he would say. And so I was able to streamline all that communication. So it ran through me instead of him freeing up his time, freeing up his energy. Clients love this. They will pay the big bucks. They will pay so much money to be able to wake up in the morning, go into their business and do the stuff that they like to do instead of all the shit that they don't care about. There's a lot of big money to be made in doing boring stuff, stuff that other people don't want to do. And that is just something I kind of stumbled into and figured out. There were other situations in the company where we had a lot of email inquiries coming in, a lot of customer service questions coming in, and we didn't really have a standardized method for dealing with those. One girl was kind of managing it all and it was way too much for her to take on. So it's like, okay, we have to hire somebody, but how do we train them? Because we don't have anything written down. Nothing's written down. It all lived in her head. So being able to stop her and go, hey, you got to take a day. The tickets are going to keep piling up. Yeah, but you got to take a day. You got to just record some stuff. You got to like, what are the answers to all these questions that people come in? They usually have the same 10, 15 questions. We need a, a document made that's a frequently asked questions document. Yeah, write this stuff down and then we're going to get a new person in and they're going to shadow you for like a day and then they got to go. You know, like they got to jump in. We figured these things out. And if you're listening to this podcast, if you are thinking about taking a leap into freelancing, like I know that you've got some entrepreneurial spirit to you. I know that you've got some extra, like I can do this. I can try new things. I can do difficult things. You would have figured that out as well. It's so hard from the outside. You might think, oh, I don't have the skills to necessarily do this. I don't know what she's talking about. I could never run a company, but you can because it doesn't happen overnight. It happens day by day. It happens by going, we have a problem. How do we fix this problem? I'm going to Google. I'm going to go on YouTube. I'm going to use common sense and just think like, oh, well, I've seen that before at companies. You go to their webpage and they have a frequently asked questions thing. We could make one of those and we could use it internally. And then everyone who comes to the company knows that these are the questions that people mostly ask and we'll get that sorted out. And then, yeah, we'll hire a second person and then a third person. And I don't know how to manage people, but I'm going to Google and I'm going to read books on management and I'm going to figure things out. One of the things I figured out while working for this client was that I'm a terrible manager. I'm really, 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 really bad at it. I hate it and I'm not good at it. So what I figured out was that I needed to get other people who are managers, who had the skills for it, who liked people, who liked all the interaction and liked being just a people person. And I put them in there and taught them how to just be the go-between so that I didn't have to talk to people anymore. So it all routed up through them, that kind of thing. But mostly the reason that clients trust me with their business is because I show that I can jump in and figure things out quickly. They can trust me because I genuinely want their business to succeed. I don't work for people who I don't admire and agree with. And everyone who I work with, their business is doing something that I can get behind. It's not like a soul-sucking job where I'm just like, oh God, this is so miserable and I don't believe in this. No, I've carefully vetted them. I'm working with them because I want to. And their mission, what their people are doing, what their business is doing, it speaks to me and it's important. So they know that they can trust me, that I genuinely want their business to succeed. And they also know that I'm not sitting on my ass. They know that I am finding ways every single day to fix things, to improve things, to streamline things, that I want to make things better. And that's just because of the type of person that I am, right? Like you can't fake that. If I was a person who just wanted to go sit all day and do nothing, I wouldn't be a great fit for this. But I'm not. I want to make things better for them, for their business, and for the people that work for them. It's not always easy, but over the years, over times, there's usually that difficulty in the beginning when you're stirring everything up to make it better than down the road. Those times can be difficult, but in the long run, it does pay off to be able to help these clients create businesses that have great working environments that have wonderful people working for them, people that like what they do, because there's just such a very small percentage of people in the world that like what they do. So many are stuck in jobs that they hate. To be a part of getting to create something cool, a place that people enjoy working, it feels really, really good. So back to that 
peace of mind. The client will pay big bucks for peace of mind. And there's so many different ways that you can do this. One of the biggest being communication. And this is something that many freelancers struggle with. But if you're in a role like mine, where you're in there in the client's business every day, communication is just so easy, but it's so easy to get wrong. I think the most common complaint that I've ever had with people that I hire is I don't feel like I'm in the loop. Keep me in the loop. And people will say, yeah, okay, I'll keep you in the loop. And then they'll go away and they'll disappear again and be quiet. And it's like, that's not good enough. Clients love to feel like they're in good hands and like they can trust that you're overseeing what's going on. One of the best ways to do this is just consistent and clear communication. I've made this rule early on for myself. I never want a client to have to ask, where are we at with that? Never. I never want them to have to ask that. I will have a report for them or I will have a dashboard built for them or I will have a weekly check-in with them. My clients should always know when they're next going to hear from me and they should get everything. They should get a full picture kind of understanding of all the things that they want to see. And a lot of freelancers struggle with this. Some of it can be cultural sometimes. People thinking like, oh, I don't want to bother you. But for a client to trust that they can hand over enough of their business to someone else, that they're paying big money for that, They want to be looped in and they want to trust that things are going well. They don't want to just have, hey, I haven't heard from you in like weeks. I haven't heard from you in a month. I haven't laid eyes on any data in the company. I haven't seen anything like, how are we doing with things? That is one of the most basic things I think you can do as a freelancer in no matter what field you're in, no matter what role you're taking for your clients is to make sure that you give them visibility into how things are going. Even if you're not bombarding them with messages every day, as long as you're building something that created a little dashboard or you send out this weekly report or whatever it is that you do that lets them know at a whole, you know, big picture, what is going on in the business? Because it's a scary thing to turn part of your business over to someone else and just trust that they're doing a good job. You want to actually see that. And so for me, just building communication and trust with clients from the beginning is so simple and so easy. It's such a little thing, but it pays in dividends. And it really contributes to being able to stay with clients long-term and really build genuine and lasting relationships with them over time. So please try to keep that in mind from day one of whatever kind of freelancing engagement that you have with a client. What are you doing that is taking stress off of them? They are trusting you to help run their business. So what can you do to help them feel like they have wisely place that trust in you? What can you do to help ease their peace of mind, to help them understand that everything is going well, that you have everything under control, that you are just showing up every day, taking care of their business, keeping eyes on it, keeping everything under control. It's such an important aspect of being able to earn big money and also maintain a lasting long-term relationship, which thereby will lead to earning more money because it's a a long-term thing. I urge you to also just try. It can be very hard, but if you try to put yourself in the mind of a business owner and think about what would I like? There's that old, the golden rule, do unto others as you'd like done unto you. Think about that from a business perspective. If you had a business and you're spending all this money and you had all these different branches of the business, let's say you've got six different people that you've got hired and everything is so busy, you're just busy constantly. What would you want to feel every day walking into your business? What would you want to receive back from your team members, especially your trusted team member, that right-hand person that you've hired to help you out? What would be the ideal? What would you be getting back from them? And you can also just ask your clients. I've found that many of mine don't even know until I kind of 
give them some sort of report or some kind of dashboard or some kind of overview after we've worked together for a little while and they get to understand them and they understand how I work and all that. But like just asking clients what they want to see and then following up and doing it. A big struggle I have with many people that I've hired as well is saying like, hey, I want this. I'd like to see this. And then it still doesn't happen. Like you've got a disconnect there. So if you can ask your clients, what would you like to see? And then make sure to follow up and do that. It adds to that feeling of, okay, I can trust this person because they follow up on the things that I've said. In this role where you are a trusted right hand to the client, in this role that's going to earn you a lot of money, trust is everything. You have to be able to show that you're not missing things. You're not forgetting things. You're not letting things drop by the wayside. You are a mini client. Like if they are the business owner, that you are person number two, you are like right there along with them. You are so important and so valuable, but you have to show up day in and day out and you just can't let things slide. They're paying you a lot of money to be able to trust you and you cannot abuse that trust. And once you lose it, it's pretty hard to get it back. So you've got to be consistent. You've got to be really prepared to do the work on yourself to show up in a way that's consistent with what you're expecting to be paid. So again, just closing out here, I'll just stress those things again. You know, they're paying you to take the stress off. They're paying you to feel like they're in good hands and they're paying you because they want to be able to trust you. And their high level of pay is for that ability to be able to trust you. And you want to always, always, always make it clear that they can trust you. Make it clear that you understand that they have placed their faith in you and that you will never forget it. I'm telling you, it changes everything. It leads to just the most lucrative and long-lasting contracts you could imagine. It has completely changed my life. This ability, this understanding to be able to work with clients on a long-term basis like this, all from stemming from these early days of establishing trust, establishing communication, and being willing to do whatever it takes to take that stress off of my clients. That's all for me today. I'll be back next week, as always, with another episode. Until then, you can get a hold of me anytime. Just reach out, give, send me a DM, say hi on Instagram at liveworktravelig. I will be back next week. Until then, take care of yourselves. 